everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hey, everyone. Hello. Hey. Welcome to Hop Culture, episode 108. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're new here, the title of our podcast is obviously an allusion to pop culture, and even though we like to discuss all kinds of miscellany, this week we felt like we needed to pay homage to the musical juggernaut, the queen herself, Miss Taylor Swift. So if you aren't lucky enough to have an Instagram friend who was in Mesa, Arizona last weekend, you may have missed the fact that Taylor just kicked off her first tour in five years. Um, So this is major because... It's just, it's been so long, um, and it's Taylor, but she has released four albums in the time since her last tour in 2018, so there's just, like, a lot of excitement, a lot of build-up for this tour, and the review from her first two shows in Arizona have been pretty unanimously impressive. Yeah, you know, we talked about this tour when I think Anne brought up the whole Ticketmaster meltdown, like, back in November. And um, I think I said on that episode that I've decided I'm not a Swifty. <laughs> and that was more, I feel like I misspoke because it's not that I don't love Taylor. It's more that I don't think I'm worthy of the title because I'm not, I'm not as informed about like the Easter eggs and, you know, what each song specifically is referring to in her life. And like, I didn't really enjoy... Um, what are the two that are like woodsy? Folklore and Evermore? Yeah, those weren't really my jam. So I don't know. I've kind of just been like, oh, I don't think I'm like, I don't think I deserve the title of a Swifty. And I more was like, I want people who deserve this to have seats in that stadium. So, but now I'm like really jealous. That way. I know, right? It really should be like a, like a Titanic situation. Like the people that deserve it most go first. Yeah, like there should be some sort of machine that looks into your heart. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and tells how much you really want it and how much how much you love Taylor and also like how how long you've loved Taylor mm-hmm. and if you yeah. turned on her during reputation. Yeah. Because like Ooh, that's a good Anne one. would get tickets if that I were the case. I would get tickets in mm-hmm. a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Reputation, I, I dare I say liked her better after reputation, but I know people that turned on her during reputation for sure. I don't really want your feelings about her to have changed during reputation. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't want her to have won you over. I don't want you to have that's turned against point. her. That's a really that's a really good. We're point, really man. gatekeeping uh, her fandom right now. Like no, just I have just the right tickets. tickets. <laughs> yeah, just, just tickets. Just gatekeeping her limited tickets. Yeah. I'm honestly, it's still a touchy subject. <laughs> I don't have tickets. Well, here's the question because, so it was funny this weekend, like I've seen so many Instagram stories of her mm-hmm. concert and I was so surprised by how many people, like we had a few listeners who were there. Um, shout out to Jacoy. I watched every single Jacoy story. Yeah, she went, a lot of people went back to I back. Was- Mm-hmm. I was I very impressed. I was, I was like, wow, so you jealous. managed to get two tickets. Yeah, a lot of people that I was like, oh, I I didn't even know you were a fan or people like, 
that flew out to it. You know, I was like, whoa, that's really cool. I watched them all. And then I actually saw quite a few uh, lives, like live streaming it too, which I was kind of like, just enjoy the moment, bro. Like, (laughs) don't like, I appreciate the good work, but like, just be there, you know, don't be just like on your phone the whole time. So I actually was wondering for people that have plans to go later, like, are you annoyed at the spoiler? You know, is it kind of like a spoiler where you're like, I don't want to see. But our friend Stephanie said at first she was trying to avoid like videos, but then she realized she wants to know where to look on the stage for like the exciting things. So she's kind of enjoying it. And I was like, oh, that's a really good point. Every song seems to have a different like little surprise for the Mm -hmm. for the audience yeah it looks it looks very cool okay so i think part of what makes this concert so special is that it's just kind of sentimental for all of the fans who have watched her grow up because she was so young when she started and she's had so many different um different eras you could say um she actually described this tour as, quote, a journey through the musical eras of my career, past and present. So I think that's why it's so fun. It's just because you get to relive everything. It's not just one album. It's like every everything together, her whole journey. Mm-hmm. And she's really such a mastermind at, like, she's so good at kind of the rebrand. And I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of artists, it's almost like people criticize them when they do that. It's kind of like, Go back to how you were before. I think of like John Mayer. Like when he switched to kind of more like the folksy country thing he was doing. Mm. I personally was like, go back to what you were doing before. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It just felt wrong. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like Taylor Swift has done partly just because she has grown up. So it's like, well, you can't fault her for like maturing, you know. Mm. Um, But she, I feel like she embraces it. She doesn't shy away from it or act like it's something Mm -hmm. to be like, well, now I'm going to try something new. I'm going to pivot. It's like, no, it's like a part of... She's very savvy. Mm-hmm. She knows very what she's doing. She like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's sort of when, you know, the whole stuff with Kanye was blowing up. And then later when, when we saw the videos of her having the conversation with him and you see the whole thing where she's talking about like, she's like, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm just this close to overexposure right now. So like, you might need to be the one to do this. You know, I'm not going to like... Mm-hmm. And it's, she has such a good awareness. Like... Because that was right before everything fell apart and people turned on her because it was sort of overexposure. But, like, she knew it, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I I feel like she just has a really good handle on what people's sentiments are going to be about things and, like, what what the smart move will be. Yeah. Well, I've kind of been... She's a genius. She's a genius. Mm -hmm. I've been partaking in, like, a lot of... 90s and like early aughts pop culture nostalgia stuff lately well I feel like the whole free Britney movement you know that kind of kicked that off like I watched that documentary and um just thinking about a lot of the stars I feel like just like a decade or so before Taylor they it was so like you'd see them in the tabloids they were always getting caught in scandals and And a lot of that was, I feel like, the fault of the people around them that were, like, failing to protect, like, young, vulnerable stars. Um, But, like, I feel like Taylor has done such a good job of she lets us know enough about her that we, like, feel, like, connected. But she does a very good job of, like, keeping a lot of things private so it's, like, it's not like you're going to wake up and find some scandal with her. You know, it's like she's she's very smart about keeping a respectable enough image that people respect her, but like 
she's become like edgy enough that it's like you feel like she's kind of like, oh, she's adult Taylor now. You know, I don't know. She just like walks that line like very, very uh, well, I think, kind of. So no, I'm not saying I like necessarily. I'm like, oh, good. She, you know, her music has swearing now. <laughs> so, like, I'm like happy about that necessarily. But you guys know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling Claire's going to ask us to cut that. Well, I just – I'm, like, trying to backpedal if, like, people are listening. <laughs> I can like, hear oh, you Claire, backpedaling. Claire likes the explicit so I'm like, in her new album. <laughs> I hear you, like, backpedaling the explicit and then also about to backpedal the backpedaling. Exactly. Of, I'm like, like yeah. if you do she's like the free. swearing. She's free to do – she can say whatever <laughs> like, she wants. Like, she's cool. Like, yeah. Like, I, I'm not judging her. I don't sw- I don't say the F word, <laughs> and but, I don't like, endorse she can. It, but I, like <laughs> – yeah, you can leave it in. People people need to know this is how I am. I'm like, Taylor can do whatever she wants. It's none of my business. <laughs> so in the spirit of celebrating change and growth, we wanted to look back on our own journeys and the many eras we've had as well. And we asked you guys for some of your own iconic eras as well. So we thought we'd start by identifying a favorite era of each other's from a sisterly perspective. Um, So I'll go first. I had Tess, and uh, there were so many to pick from. (laughs) Tess, I I do feel like I have the most, like, definable. She really does, because she loves reinvention. I feel like that's one of Tess's Mm – she's a lot like Taylor in that way. She embraces it. That's true. Um, And so I had many to choose from, but a sentimental one from her earlier years was her gardening era. And it was very sweet. She was so, like, devoted to it. Wasn't it like your 12th birthday present was, like, the greenhouse or something? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, she got... And then that very year, I I crumpled into tears because my tomatoes didn't... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. <laughs> that was really sad. They didn't they grow really tall, but like they'd never flowered or something. Yeah, they were flourishing, but <laughs> I just didn't know how to like cut them back and get them to and like pollinate them. I don't. I mean, who would? I, I wouldn't what, know to how this to day, do that. It's a mystery what went wrong. I still have regrets. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll have more chances, but it was a very. Uh, it was just. It was sweet, and it was like in Tess's. Tess has always been pure and angelic, but. As a preteen, she was like particularly endearingly so sweet and like mm-hmm. she was. Were you the only one? I think <laughs> you were the only one at home. By the <laughs> yeah, sort of tragic. <laughs> yeah, it was. Can I tell the awkward stage story? I was gonna say thanks for not choosing oh, no. my awkward era, but <laughs> it does need to be mentioned. It was one it of Tess's most endearing comments ever. We were on a trip. And someone said something about like, oh, I was in my awkward stage back then. And Tess was like, I don't think I've reached my awkward stage yet. And we all like, just like looked at each other because she was just silent. So it was so adorably Grace wrote the quote down to remember forever. It was so cute. We never wanted it to end, but then she blossomed into another era that I dubbed her songbird era. So she really is like Taylor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, I had. Anne. And this was, for some reason, this was so hard for me, I think, because, like, I just, like, you guys were all going through your eras while I was, like, just, I don't know. I just, everything's fuzzy. But I, (laughs) so I, at first I had Anne's runner era. Mm. 
But I couldn't remember if that was a real thing. It was, it <laughs> kind was of real. like flashed by <laughs> in a blur. But I just remember her being like strangely fast. You ran, did you run two half marathons? Yeah. Oh, Which, I forgot yeah. about that. Two half marathons make a whole. Mm-hmm. So exactly. That's true. Basically. Exactly. Marathon. Was one it's of them the pumpkin impressive. patch half? No. Oh. That was Tess and Mom. Oh, that was Tess and Mom. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was... <laughs> I, I thought you were referring to a real race. For a second. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm not, a, not familiar with that The one. pumpkin patch yeah. half was a made-up... <laughs> they just measured 13 miles and ran it, right? <laughs> we, actually mi- we actually wrongly measured. So we had like half a mile to walk at the end and it was freezing oh, that sounds because terrible. it was October in Alaska. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> oh, um, mom had hypothermia by the end. But I ended up settling on Anne's high class era, which was when she was living in Napa and oh, was like mm-hmm. just driving through vineyards and eating at fancy eateries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And That's- it just kind of felt like Anne had found her true self. Yeah, I uh, I hate to think about it because really, <laughs> it's sad that it lasted. It was so short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she I only got found two her years true self of my true she'll, self. She'll return again. <laughs> now I'm living. <laughs> I'm living in Michigan, <laughs> um, <laughs> half an hour from Detroit. Um, I got to choose an era of Grace's, and Grace is another one that has um a lot of definable eras. Because she is kind of governed by impulses as well. Um, But (laughs) I think I want to choose Grace's DoorDash era. (laughs) Kind of a dark one. one. (laughs) It it stands out just like, I mean, it was relatively recent, so (laughs) that helps. But I don't know. It was Grace at her at her best like she just was driving around door dashing it was grace at her scrappiest i think yeah yeah her scrappiest she she was just addicted to the dash and mm-hmm. were you the she one that so kind of you were the first the one that you told us about it yeah, i told grace everyone about it yeah original dasher because mm-hmm. you were kind of like early you we got together i remember we were at a park in lehigh and you kind of you know in your grace way we're sort of just casually like yeah so i uh i started this new thing it's like DoorDash and I made like 70 bucks the other night and you had the little bag in your car like the little red bag and you're like you get this bag and I was like whoa you already have like an official bag and you had the red card right Mm -hmm. and like when I signed up for DoorDash that was back when you had to go in person to do a background check and pick up your stuff now you just send your info in I think Mm -hmm. yeah they'll take anybody yeah it was it was a while ago it was I got in the very first week that it was in Utah, I think. Wow. I didn't realize that. Or at least the the first time it was in, like, Lehigh. Mm -hmm. Grace had so many good stories from DoorDash. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone did, like, because to remind listeners, pretty much every adult in the family, not our parents, but um, Grace did it. Dave did it for a long, like, a lot. Um, Anne and Apple did it. Tess, you never did it, did you? What? Are you no tested? Me and Luke both oh, did it. I, a lot. I did it a lot. Claire is the only I'm adult. I'm the only one who did it. Of the siblings who hasn't. Which is shocking because I'm probably the most addicted to like trying new stuff. Claire loves a hustle, but she doesn't really like one that makes money. That's <laughs> she true. Sort of like a, a pie in the sky. Like. That's very true. I'm also too scared of like safety hazards. So I mm-hmm. just dashing isn't a good fit. No, I, and 
Thank you for saying that DoorDash was a good era for me because it's <laughs> it's one that I look back on very fondly, but I feel like <laughs> some would say it was not my peak time. Some people would look down on it, but I I don't. Those were happy days. Yeah, I, they were. I have very fond memories of going in the front seat with Grace too. <laughs> and we would like drive through a we would drive through for food for ourselves and then we would mm-hmm. deliver food. It was great. Wouldn't oh, dad nice. dad would do ride alongs with Grace too, wouldn't you? Wouldn't dad come just to keep you company? I think, yeah. I feel like mom and dad both have done ride alongs with me. Actually we went yeah, all four of us went one time, I remember. And Grace made us roll down the windows and park and like wouldn't turn oh, on the yeah. car. While because we it, in the early days a lot of times you'd wait a long time, especially if it was like like 2 p.m. or some sort of time that people weren't ordering a lot. And I wouldn't idle the car because like that's bad for the environment. And I was doing DoorDash, so I didn't have a lot of money for gas. And <laughs> it was summer and it was so hot. So we just – I'd try to find shade and then we just roll all the windows down and just sit in the sweltering heat was until oh. an order came in. It's a great way to spend time – with others, mm-hmm. but also be making a little money while you do. Yeah, so, oh, true. It's I'm gonna get back into mm-hmm. it. I know. Talking wow. about this, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> my heart rate is going up. up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I had Claire, and she's so odd in so many ways. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if people outside her family really get to see like how weird she is. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I picked an era that I, it's a more recent era. It's sort of like my DoorDash one. It's her VIP kid era. I was going to say, I almost shared that one later later on. Teacher Claire. Teacher Claire XY. I wanted to pick one from when she was younger, but if I am in my heart of hearts, my favorite era was when she was doing VIP kid because we got so many just golden videos (laughs) and pictures of her. It's just like the early hours plus the orange t-shirt. <laughs> the, the garish <laughs> clown pale lipstick. skin tone yeah. in the like, yeah, in the like artificial light. Oh my God. Oh man. <laughs> a video of her trying to make her introduction. We could probably post part of it. I usually make people earn that. Like I only show it to like close friends. <laughs> in some ways it was really fun. But in some ways, it's kind of, it's the opposite of DoorDash where like I think back on it. Teaching the kids was really fun. And it was like, I loved it. I always ended happy, but it was so incredibly exhausting. And just the thought of my alarm going off at 4.30 and like having to stumble into that room. We called it the murder room. It was like this scary extra room in our little duplex. And it was just like our storage room, but I had like a little corner set up and yeah, it was dark and cold. I was pregnant for part of it. It was just, I was so tired. Oh, it kind of gives me like chills a little bit. Like, <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. I'll have those there. But I keep, I still have my box of stuff in the attic. I cannot get rid of it. It's like a superstition. I'm like, if I get rid of this, I'm going to have to do VIP kit again. So I'm just <laughs> keeping it like just in case, but. I loved it. I was grateful for the job. Like, it was a good at-home job, but it was really hard. But it did. It gave us a lot of fodder. The most embarrassing was if we had people staying with us, 
And I had to be teaching like in the living room or something because they were sleeping in that scary storage room. Oh man, that house, that duplex was crazy. But they would come upstairs and see, like having an audience while you're like, hello, my name is Teacher Claire. It was so stressful. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah, that was a good era. All right. So now let's all share an era from our own selves that we look back on with fondness. So I actually, I was going to share my DoorDash era, but I have a a similar one. It's similar with some some slight differences. I call it my South Provo era. Ooh. Oh. So this is when I was living in that house in South Provo on 9th East. It was just like a a beautiful little house. I loved that house. Mm -hmm. It had its own little fenced-in backyard and... I, this was a more successful era because I graduated college and had a job. And it was like, I was, a, I was a little bit more maybe, what would you call it? You just had expendable income. Put, You're comfortable. Yeah I, had, yeah, I had more income. I had less judgment from the family. So okay. I was teaching VIP kid. I was in no them. place to judge. <laughs> I was just... It was a great time. I Tess would lived with me for a little. I bit. would protest that it was, that was a beautiful so little house. <laughs> it was a beautiful <laughs> little house. It beautiful. Tess, did, wouldn't you say that like the backyard the house? The, it's about the the people in it. <laughs> I don't know the jet the jets in it. There was an the active drip. It. There was like a bucket in your That's in your true. closet there was like a, that was a like mold problem. Yeah, I did get, develop a chronic cough from the mold. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm worried about that. That was from the closet bucket. That was nothing that I could control. But Grace did so much to fix up her backyard and make it so cute. Mm-hmm. She did. Her, she had like garden boxes. She had her barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she restained the floors. I love that little place. I was smoking fish. She let left right and center. My entire family stay there multiple times, which was very nice. Yeah, that was a lot of people in that little place. <laughs> <A lot of laughs> people. <laughs> yeah, that was a great era. It was. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. That was where I. That was where I learned to fish. Mm-hmm. In in Provo, that was like where it all kicked off. So yeah, I feel like that was sort of, of like the launching off house. point for like adult, real adult Grace kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah, it's true. Um, mine is Provo adjacent too. Um, I would just say my running era is when I look back on with fondness. And I hope in the spirit of, you know, Taylor, I think what sh- thing she's taught us is like, you can always, can always change things up, you know, if something's not working for you. So I hope to get back to another running era. Um, but I just have so many happy memories of like running up the canyon I, you know, beautiful scenery and like these long runs, good music. I would just feel so good after like that Provo Canyon Trail. I ran on so many times. Will's pit stop. Ah, uh, Will's. How could you forget it? You know. Yeah. So just I just kind of it's crazy because it used to just be such a big part of my life and it's just not anymore and it makes me a little sad but I'm happy that I had that time and I hope that someday I will I will get back to that Mm -hmm. that's the nice thing about running I ran a 5k this weekend ran in loose terms Uh, was it the one I did walk most of the one that Luke was running the half no that's that's in a couple weeks okay because I was like wait that came up already 
Yeah, what was no, the five k? Just it around was just or sweet patties? Five oh, k. But my uh, my point was, I was telling Luke, it's really defeating. But every time I run a five k, there's someone who I can't like who's in front of me. Not like. Someone that you're trying to set your pace to, but can't keep yeah, up. Yeah, can't. <laughs> there was also a little girl, <laughs> like, like sprinting to pass me, and then walking, and then she would just like I was her. Pace. Oh no! <laughs> it was like making me really irritated, and I was like texting Luke about it the whole time. Anyway, my point is, you can always go back, Claire. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Grace, you can cut that whole thing. That was... I, that was I, like, I, no, like, that I like a little girl thing. zooming. <laughs> One era that I look back on with fondness is my roommate's era, um, where I was living in Provo, so... <laughs> I think the common thread is we're like, just college was really Yeah, like our glory time. <laughs> I know. I feel like, I don't know, there was a time where I had really good roommates, and we would just have all this fun we'd stay up late we'd snapchat each other in the same room and we just thought we were really funny i feel like it was a time where i was doing really well in school and i'd go get swig all the time i'd get my taco bell Anne was sort of fancy she was like a gal about town in this I was era, gal I about like. town. and mm-hmm. i feel like i was relatively strangely popular she was on tinder a lot yeah. I'll tell you that much. Whoa! Whoa. Just throwing it out there. Wow. (laughs) But it it overlapped with my hot tub era, which I think Claire mentioned on Instagram. Anne was the queen of Alpine Village for a little bit. I was. A title we don't know if she she wanted, but she got it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was was a good time. Yeah. Some would say, like, things will never... This was supposed to be like a positive looking forward. Uh, you yeah, know, I vibe. look forward to never having that again. <laughs> oh man. Uh well, college is recent enough for me that I know better than to look back with like okay, brag. Mm-hmm. with like uh Rose-colored glasses. It is a. It's it's an age brag. No, but I would say my best era. One of my best was my choir goddess era. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that yeah. was the closest to fame I'll ever be. I've never been so confident. I had it. It was unfounded, but there were just constant like performances. I just didn't realize how nerdy choir was yet, <laughs> and so I really thought I. <laughs> I really thought I was like just so cool. Um, I mean, choir. No one will hype you up like your choir. That's very true. Yeah, it's akin to Um, theater kids. But choir was cool at Chugiak. I mean, it was. And even if it wasn't, and in your own circle, it it was. It wasn't. It wasn't. But yeah, in my circle, it was. um, And it also was just like the era where Luke and I were just out on the town all the time. Just be bopping around in his little Toyota Forerunner, driving around and late into the night after choir concerts. Just it was just, just friends fun. at it was the just time. Fun. Yeah, just, just friends. friends. Yeah, mom sitting at home waiting for a call to tell you <laughs> is there a baby mom. girl coming home? <laughs> Never got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man. <laughs> 
Uh, that is true. But it was just a good time and just lots of fun. The songbird's final final song. I'm just kidding. How can that way darker than it? I'm sorry. What answer? Answer. <laughs> um, okay, so we asked on Instagram for some listener submissions of um, eras that you guys look back on fondly. And these were really fun. So I'm just going to share a couple. Kind of akin to Grace's South Provo era. My single independent money-making era. My band nerd era. Such good and nerdy times. My kickball era. It says, kickball era, we played kickball almost every night in the summer in our cul-de-sac. Sometimes there were only three or four of us that could play and we'd still make it work. That sounds fun. That sounds sounds idyllic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whenever we would go, like I remember in college, I think probably my freshman year, um, people would come through and be like, hey, we're playing night games. Like, people say night games as if it's something everyone's yes. going to know. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so cute. Some of us <laughs> didn't have, have night. Yeah. 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 yeah, we didn't have night it's in the summer. freezing cold or light as day. And you <laughs> definitely don't want to be, like, hiding in the woods in Alaska. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I always think that sounds so fun. Like, people that had, a like, a fun neighborhood. My playing Barbies with my best friend, Era. We played Barbies until we were teens. <laughs> nice. I weirdly got into Barbies when I was, like, 13 and that was like the first time i'd ever gotten into them older like a little bit old to play barbies and claire was like still playing barbies (laughs) i was solidly into my teens and i think mom was like why are you spending your like babysitting money on barbies (laughs) i think it's because we didn't really have them when we were little and so then i was like wait these are fun like there's Mm -hmm. so many outfits and i just like to dress them up i didn't really play with them i just like to style them Okay, my three kids under three era. It was wild, but so happy and dare I say, simple. Wow. I know. Impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's so interesting talking about parenting eras. It's interesting because people get very there's such strong opinions about this on the internet about mm-hmm. like, don't tell a young mom to enjoy every minute or don't tell them it gets harder. Don't tell them it gets better. Like so many, I see so many headlines like that. And I get it because I have felt triggered by things people have said to me. So, like, not faulting anyone for feeling that way. But I do think there is something to, like, the simplicity of the early days of parenting, for sure. That as it gets more complicated, you look back on and you're like, I just wish when there weren't so many, like, moving parts to, like, keeping the family going, you know. So I get that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like how I look back with fondness on my college days when I know full well that I was crying like every other day probably mm-hmm. during that time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's a great thing about life though is you can remember the good times and the bad stuff kind of slides under the radar usually. Okay. So next we want to talk about an era that we look back on and laugh. So mine is – I call it my wild hair era, which you could use to describe – probably a few of my eras, but this one was truly bad. This was when I was living in, I was on my study abroad in Paris. And I really don't, I honestly don't know what went through my head. I think like in my mind, you know, they always say like, oh, Parisian women, they just, uh, they don't even do their hair. They just, it air dries (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they just put a smattering of just a bit of rouge on their cheeks. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And 
and they just walk out the door. And so I just was thinking like, well, that's who I'm going to be when I go to Paris. I'm going to blend in. And so I didn't bring, I literally did not bring one hair product. I didn't bring a straightener. I didn't bring a blow dryer. I didn't bring, I didn't bring anything to style my hair. I brought a brush. That's it. And then uh, I didn't, I don't even think I brought hair ties. I had to buy them there. And then um, I also didn't bring hardly any makeup, just like, I think like mascara and maybe a BB cream. Unfortunately, my hair is not the kind that you can just like leave to the humidity and heat and like sweaty grittiness of Paris. And um, so it was... <laughs> Can I show you guys? Yeah, I can envision pictures. Can you? I don't share pictures of Paris (laughs) because I'm I'm deeply ashamed. I'm still like full of regret. There wasn't much you could have done. I mean, even if you brought all those products, you don't want to spend your whole time styling. I couldn't put my hair in a bun. That's that's the puzzling thing is that I didn't notice the whole time (laughs) I was there. My hair was running amok. Oh, it's so horrible. Uh, Let me find. Let me find a. A suitable picture. I think the best ones are from um, Momarcha. Oh, here we go. Let look at this. I think also the balayage that Anne gave <laughs> gave me was like wearing off. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> oh, my word! Oh my word! I've never seen I've this. I've never seen your hair like that. <laughs> it does not look like you. It's a lion's mane. <laughs> it's a lion's it doesn't look like you. It's so horrifying. I don't. It's know not what horrifying. It's no, just it's not that. Because it's, it's like, so shocked. different. It's yeah. just different. No, are you looking? Well, you, okay. Don't, don't try to tell me it's not. For the bad. listeners, Tess is holding a phone screen up to her computer camera, so <laughs> it is hard. It's to see. just volume. Like I, I would kill for an eighth <laughs> of that volume. Honestly, it's amazing. Yeah. I, you look well good we from as much as I can see stories, it. so everyone can see like what I'm talking about. But it just like makes me laugh now that like just the the. The non-thinking. Mm-hmm. The unfettered optimism like, of youth. Yeah, exactly. Well, I feel like you wised up by the time you went on your mission because I feel like when you went to Panama, you were like researching, weren't you like researching hairstyles for, or maybe that was mom helping you research hairstyles <laughs> or something? No, I actually, I think I actually did it on my own. I mm-hmm. had to like, I, I had learned from, because cause I realized that like I wanted I wanted pictures for my mission. That yeah, I would want to share with the world. Mom researched hairstyles for me for my mission. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Remember that style yeah, book we, she made we me? Made a lookbook. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. the lookbook. Oh yeah, it I was love that. Pictures of every shirt and skirt and sweater that I was bringing, and then. And did like combinations of you could wear this in this different oh outfits God, that I could really create sweet. out of each one. <laughs> Yeah, and we had like hairstyles printed out. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You guys were like Stitch Fix before it's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you use the lookbook, Grace? At first, and then I and then I grew my own wings. Mm-hmm. And I flew. Um flew. Was good. It's sort of on the same vein. Uh, uh, an era that makes me laugh is this was a this is sort of two things happening at once um so i'd say my headgear era oh yeah oh (laughs) there was a period of it felt like five years 
where I would have braces and headgear and braces and different kind of like <laughs> you had a lot of so much just <laughs> your heart. <laughs> and at the same time, I went through a phase where I had this pair of camping pants, like oh, out- no. <laughs> outdoor tan zip off pants that had holes in the knees. And then I would only wear like t-shirts from the local youth soccer program. Mm-hmm. Oh, the S- the CYSA shirts. CYSA shirts in different oh, colors oh, from everyone's different teams. I remember those. Those, oh those were good. We had like a bin of them because mm-hmm. mom kept them separate. Like so we, we could find them when it was time for soccer. But I would just rifle through that bin. I had like my favorites for pajamas and stuff. Th- those were mm-hmm. great shirts. They were so great. Yeah, I had some in, in red, purple, mm-hmm. orange. Oh, I remember the gray. red one. Like I, any color you could think of. We had one, so mm-hmm. that was just sort of my uniform. Yeah. I mean, the camping pants, you can't blame yourself. Those had a vice grip on the nation at the time, especially the outdoorsy community. I mean, yeah, people had those really ripped. Pants. Yeah. Yours were really ripped. <laughs> I think a lot of us had moved on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, have some, I have some imagery of Anne in the zip-off shorts with her like skinny skinny, skinny legs <laughs> skinny and like legs. a limited to shirt with like turtles on it yes <laughs> yeah that was, was so cute wearing though the pants like reluctantly <laughs> yeah uh, so uh, you can see why they would make a lookbook for me mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it's fair i can only imagine mom's distress during that time like mm-hmm. she she just wanted to help <laughs> I needed the help. And yeah. uh, I feel like at this point, I'm completely different now oh, because yeah. of the mm-hmm. help. Yeah. 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 That's actually true. Yeah. Yeah. I often think your clothes look really cute and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we've kind of alluded to my reluctance to wear like the camping pants, but. I have to giggle when I look back at my child fashionista era. (laughs) I refused to wear anything other than dresses for a long time. Not because I necessarily thought like dresses are for girls and pants are for boys because I was surrounded by plenty of girls that would wear pants. Um, But I just thought like, I'm better than that. Mm. And <laughs> I am Anne had an air of superiority as yeah. a child. She really mm-hmm. did. I really did. It lasted for a long time, and I don't know where I got that. Like, I was not better than anyone by any means. <laughs> I did not earn it. You but wanted to play in the McDonald's play place just like the rest of us, and mm-hmm. yet you refused to put on pants to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember, wasn't that one of the big, like, arguments that you and mom would have was like yeah. we wanted to go to McDonald's and you wouldn't put on pants to go, <laughs> we wanted play to place. go to McDonald's. <laughs> would you not wear leggings underneath? No, I don't or think something? I wanted to wear leggings. Oh man, it's freezing cold too. Yeah. I think I would have been okay with tights, but yeah. Well, I, I remember the famous camping time that mm-hmm. we were literally camping and mom was in the tent and we could all hear you like screaming because all she brought was <laughs> pants for you to wear. <laughs> And you wouldn't well, get dressed and come out. I feel like that's her fault. She mm-hmm. should have anticipated. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I also remember mom letting me choose out my swimsuit at Costco. And you know Costco swimsuits. There's all kinds of garish patterns mm-hmm. and colors. And I chose just a solid black 
at like age five. You were like very yeah. young. Yeah. I, I went for the young. garish every time. I was like, the brighter, the better. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like, I think I would sometimes like put tights on and then put my swimsuit on over what? and just kind of <laughs> like walk around. Well, because you were trying to be Victoria the cat from Cats. Well, no. Or right? So it was like a leotard? A leotard? Victoria Beckham from Spice Girls. Yeah, I think too. I was going for more, like, just kind of like a model at that point. Gotcha. But yeah, I was a weird kid. <laughs> <laughs> she was a little weird, but she she was born with style. And mm-hmm. mine, know. so mine <laughs> plays into this as well, because mine was my seamstress era. Where I thought that I was equipped with the skills and materials to literally sew my own clothing at age, like, 11. And I truly, where Anne was born with superiority, I was born with, like, unfounded confidence in my skills where there were none. Because I truly remember being like, I do not know why mom will not let me just sew my clothes. Like, I was like, I can sew my own clothing. Like... I did not understand why she was trying. And mom was very patient. She even enrolled me in like sewing lessons. She was willing to like help me with sewing projects. She was trying to actually teach me how to like use a pattern and like do these things. But I had no interest in actually learning skills. I mean, I enjoyed my sewing lessons, but like I was just like, okay, I've got it. Like I know what I'm doing. And all I could really do was just, like, sew straight lines of, like, rectangles. And I understood the concept of, like, a hem. But I was using, like, <laughs> stiff cotton fabric with no stretch <laughs> and expecting that to work without, like, zippers or buttons or, like, <laughs> I just truly – it was truly uh, – I was delusional. And then I also was really into knitting – for a long time, again, was not interested in really learning how to do like knitting in the round or using like double-ended needles or anything so I could actually shape the fabric. So I was just knitting like long rectangles. Yeah, I remember you Long rectangles. So many long rectangles. <laughs> I remember thinking that you were really good at knitting that. <laughs> well, just, maybe that, that like, uh, bunny. that... <laughs> I didn't know which animal I was supposed to At the time, I I grew up thinking that was like, that was like my most treasured possession as a child because I thought it was so It was totally the piece de resistance. Rectangular bunny. It was. I thought that was like, I remember, and everyone was so kind to me about it in the family because I remember thinking the same thing. I was like, wow, like I've really done it now. Like it was literally just (laughs) rectangles. It was a square head set onto a rectangular body and then the legs and arms were rectangles and then the ears were tall rectangles. (laughs) It was so bad. I didn't use a pattern. I just made it up. You didn't need one. But I I loved knitting and I thought I I think I gave the illusion of being good because I would do it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I would like create large things, but it was just like it was just rectangles that served no purpose. I also thought until this very moment that Claire was really good at knitting. Yeah, it's just now hitting me that she wasn't. I mean, I've I think I was like okay, but I'm very 
like we actually tried to have our activity day girls do like those knitting loom things. It did not go according to plan. It was much harder than expected. But they kept having like, oh, I got off track or like this happened. And I was just like, just keep going. Just keep going. That's always my thing. It's like we can you can cut it off, cut it out later and stitch it together. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I have no skills. But yeah, I look back on that and it was kind of like. It was fueled by my pioneer era for sure, where I was, you know, romanticizing, like making your own clothing and stuff. And I had that exact era of sewing my own clothing. But Tess, the difference is you are actually very good at making things now. And I'm not really, and that's okay. But it was a fun time to look back on. Okay, let's share a couple from the readers that these were eras that you guys look back on and laugh. So my beanie era... I insisted on wearing one every single day. <laughs> um, that was our cousin, Hannah. I hope she doesn't mind if we share. And I remember her beanie era, actually. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that She looked very stylish. She looked very cool. Yeah. She pulled it off well. Um, my Ugg boots and jean skirts era. That's very relatable. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think everyone <laughs> had some of that. Okay, this one is also relatable. Have a crush on a boy. Write about it in my journal read it several months later, and then scribble it out because it's too embarrassing to read. <laughs> then repeat 100 times, Era. <laughs> so, so relatable. Oh, man. 98% of my past journals, I like physically can't read. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, it's hard. Um, my statement sneakers style, Era. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I feel like a statement shoe is never a bad idea, but there was a time where like, a statement shoe was really pushed as like mm-hmm. the thing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I used to have so many pairs of shoes because like you couldn't just wear the same pair every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wear like two pairs of shoes now. I don't. Yeah. Not that I think it's great to have lots of shoes, but it was like you'd have like a different pair of flats for like every occasion, you know, leopard print and all that. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was a thing. So I get it. We've all fallen down that that rabbit hole um my scrapbooking era before smartphones existed Ooh. and we actually had physical photos okay that's very relatable <laughs> yeah, we, we also all went had through. that grace did you ever get into scrapbooking oh yeah i can't remember I had, yeah i had cute scrapbooks and i also had bad scrapbooks were they like <laughs> your typical where you had to sort of like go off road and mm-hmm. what was <laughs> what were they i think i had some i think they were those were probably just loose pages um, mm. the off-road ones. They're called layouts, Grace. Remember? <laughs> okay. Layouts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I, I also had, mom had signed me up one time for a kid's scrapbooking class and I had a little scrapbook and I did everything very nice and it looked totally professional for my age. So wow. I could, I could color inside the lines from time to time. <laughs> Grace was every, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was always the one. teacher's nightmare. When, yeah, when you think of the kid who's, like, going to be annoying about it, that was always me. I don't think you were trying to be obnoxious, though. You were doing it quietly. You're just doing it your own way. Process art had not hit the internet yet, and Pinterest didn't exist. So mm-hmm. people didn't know mm-hmm. the the importance of letting kids just People didn't just realize I was, I was cool, I was different, I was unique, I was creative. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, I had a friend's scrapbook when I was like probably 11 or 12, maybe more like 13. 
And I made like a layout for like all of my important friends through the years. (laughs) And some of them weren't, I wrote like a little write up about kind of like the role this person played in my life. And some of them like weren't super positive. They were like, (laughs) although things didn't end well with me and so and so, I still look back on our good times and stuff. Like if there had been like childhood drama. Um, but I, I mean, I wish I had that for like everyone in my life now. It was fun to look back on. Okay. What era would you guys say you're in now? I would say I'm kind of in my hot mess era right now. And I'm not saying that to like, you know, ask for compliments or anything. It's just, I feel like I've had to accept like a certain level of (laughs) dysfunction (laughs) just because (laughs) It's so hard to, like, make it through the day with the kids at the ages they are right now. And honestly, to be completely vulnerable, like, it's really hard for me sometimes. It's hard to be – It's I don't enjoy being late to things. I don't enjoy living in a mess. I. It's very embarrassing when I feel like my kids are acting badly. You know, it's just, like – I'm a very like type A person. And so I've kind of, I usually, I try to sort of make light of it or laugh at it as like a defense mechanism and to try to, you know, it's funny sometimes, but there's sometimes where I'm just like, I'm just not in the mood to be a disaster all the time. And it just gets like kind of tiring sometimes. So I'm trying to just tell myself like, it's just a phase. It's not always going to be this hard. But I do sometimes, like, I look back and I'm like, I used to, like, dress cute and my house used to be clean and I used to run. <laughs> like, all these things that I'm like, one day those things will join join my life again. But, yeah, I'm a little bit of a mess right now and that's just, that's just where I'm at. It's, I think it's everyone nice has to, to hear you say that because, era. yeah, like, I think a lot of moms can relate. Sometimes it seems like you're kind of like the only one like I'm mm-hmm. like, why is my house like the only house that is messy mm-hmm. you know like or or like why are my kids the only ones that like seem to just freak out in public like the second yeah. we set foot in public or you know whatever but yeah. it's like it's really not just you yeah but it just feels you feel so like conspicuous like all the time which really just shows that like human nature is to be self-centered and think you know oh everyone's staring or something but it's like no it's just everyone's usually too wrapped up in their own problems to notice you but yeah no it's it's me too it's all of us it just sorry i didn't mean this to be a downer (laughs) i'm trying to to, like it to be real i this is encouraging just whenever i go to your house i feel like you know, how does she do it? How does she keep her house so It's clean? true. It's not clean. No, yeah, it's clean like, like every night, though. Claire has it all yeah. together. I think about that all the time, how much Claire cleans her house. Yeah. Claire it's, puts her kitchen to bed. It's just, it's truly, like, if I didn't, it it is like, you cannot find anything. And there's plenty of nights I don't. Like, after this, I probably won't. There's nights where it's just like, I'm just done. But then you wake up the next morning and it's like, we can't get out the door because we can't find anyone's shoes and we can't find anyone's, you know, so it's like, there's, it's just a certain amount of like, if I didn't, it would un- unravel like so drastically that you kind of have to, but 
there's certain parts of the house that truly are like shameful and um, depressing. <laughs> um, well, I will just say I'm kind of in the same era as Claire. I'm in my mom of two era. So similar thing, just my kids are a little bit younger. <laughs> but, but I'm hanging in there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm dubbing this my poor and peaceful era. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I, uh, we don't have much, but we are very happy here in Kirksville. It's, it's five minutes to everything that I need. I... I keep telling Luke, like, I would live here forever. And he keeps being like, no, no, please don't say that. I heard you say that, too, when I was there. It was very, it's very sweet. It's nice to just be content with where you are, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always happen like that. Sometimes you go somewhere and you're, you know, I feel like I was very, like, angsty when I was in Provo. But somehow coming to, like, a smaller town has, has helped me calm down. So, um, and then obviously I have Gwen. I, you know, I, I am just kind of chilling here. So, but I am very poor. So, <laughs> you know, hence, <laughs> hence the first part. I wonder what the DoorDash um, scene would be like in Kirksville because everything's close, but there's not a lot to dash. So, well, there's lots of fast food, which is most of what gets DoorDashed, I feel like. Mm. So, um, I, I think it's pretty. Didn't your Uber driver tell you it was pretty good, but then when you found out you were moving, he said, don't do it? Yeah, he he asked me not to, which I've respected. Oh, not to compete. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but I I might dabble. You can't really ask (laughs) people people not not to work. (laughs) Not to work. (laughs) He actually has, like, no power over you. I just felt bad. He was nice. (laughs) Well, I would call this my boss baby. Era. Mm-hmm. I like Ooh. it. <laughs> baby. I'm getting things done and mm-hmm. and that's it. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> call it, it your your bougie Grace era, sort of. Mm-hmm. Grace is she'll be super frugal on some things, but then she'll just like come out of left field with like a fancy gift or something, and it's like so fun. And we're all like, oh, we love <laughs> bougie Grace. <laughs> it's, it's so fun to be around. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like generous grace era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks. Well, yeah, generous with money. She's always been generous. With I feel like Grace is always time. Yeah, that's one of her defining qualities oh, for sure. Thanks, guys. Wow. <laughs> so, hopefully this episode gives you, dear listeners, permission to appreciate all of the many eras you've had in your life so far. And, you know, appreciate where you've come from, what you've gone through, and know that there are many more to come. And if the era right now isn't your favorite, if you're kind of in a hot mess era, just know that it won't last forever. And you can always undergo a rebrand, just like Taylor. So let's head into weekly wins. Anyone have one? Yeah, I have one. So on the topic of um, being stingy on certain things, I have been in a no spend time. I don't remember when it started, maybe like 10 days ago. Mm. It's kind of been a while. And I said, I can't spend any money except if I need gas for my car, because, you know, you can't really tell yourself no on that. (laughs) And I let myself have one little supplemental like grocery trip, but not a big grocery trip, just some. But did you have food in your house? Because I looked in your fridge when you were out of town. (laughs) Yeah, I looked in my fridge. I was nosy. (laughs) 
I have less now than I did. <laughs> than I did she then. just has so many drinks, but mm-hmm. yeah, Grace has so many drinks. I do keep my fridge stocked with a lot of drinks, and that's about all that's in there right now. It my spending fast ends tomorrow, and I'm just so excited because yeah, I really haven't had a lot of food. Grace, <laughs> nice. oh, the win is that you're. This is terrible. This over. is not what those are intended for. I thought they're intended to like center you and make you think about like what do I really need to be spending money on. It's true. I not think true. usually you're allowed like some produce in the house though, like yeah. to start uh, off. No, I have scurvy. <laughs> I do think a spending freeze is a fun. I've always wanted to do one time I told Grace I was going to try the shelf cooking month. And I'm like, yeah, it's like you just try to cook with like what's in your house already. And she was so disdainful. She was like, oh, that's just called cooking. That's what people have been doing for generations. That's not like a thing bloggers made up. And she was like, that's just what people do. Well, I guess, and I'm like, yeah, I guess that's some other people are like, Oh, it's cheap. You're not spending any money. I'm like, yeah, but you bought the groceries last month. And then next month when you're completely out of food, you're going to have to buy all of them again. Yeah. So you haven't. Mm-hmm. It's you true. Didn't, you didn't eat fewer dollars worth of food that month. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's very true. It just doesn't really make any sense. But it's good if you, if there are certain things that you're like, uh, I don't really feel like that, like cans of soup that are getting old. That's sort of what I was eating. Exactly. Like Clearing out things money. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to do that too. Um, well, my I have two mini winnies. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're both food related. So I'll piggyback off yours. One is that the dark chocolate Cadbury eggs are back this year. Mm. I think they didn't come out last year for some reason. Um, and so that is not a spending freeze friendly recommendation. But I have already gone through a bag. Easter candy is the best of the candies. Don't you think? Of like I think seasonal so. candies. I think we decided that on our candy episode. I think we did. You're right. Um, and then I also tried making baked potatoes in the Instant Pot for the first time. And they turned out so good. And every time I have a baked potato, I'm like, why do we not make these every day? They're so good. I do that too. They're so good. They're cheap. They're easy. They're so satisfying. And... I don't know. I just don't get it. I'm like, why don't I make these all the time? And in the Instant Pot, they turn out nice and soft because I don't like – sometimes in the oven, they're like a shriveled little case of like skin and like – I don't know. They're like dry mm-hmm. inside. They just mm-hmm. don't work sometimes. So if you've <laughs> no, never tried it that I way, like yeah, they're, it was really good. My win – which I'm very excited about, but I probably shouldn't mention, but I'm going to uh, because this is my – going to be my birthday gift from mom and dad, so I shouldn't be talking about it probably before my birthday, but um, I went to this store called Glicks. It's like a, just like a clothing store that has like various brands, like well-known brands of clothing, and they were having, we have one here in Kirksville, and I'd never been, and they were having a 70% off, and it was on like good brands and so i found two uh coats winter coats from patagonia that were like one was 250 originally the other one was 200 and they were on sale for 30 dollars and 45 dollars new tags still sold on their website for full price so i was just like on a high Mm -hmm. i was so pleased with myself for finding this deal so 
It was just that's exciting. That's amazing. Really, yeah, really exciting day. I highly recommend Glicks. If you have ever passed it in your town, you should check it out. Hmm. Okay, I had two quintessential mom experiences this week, and it just was kind of exciting. So first, I took Hazel to the McDonald's play place. (gasps) I can't believe it's been, you've waited this long. Well, so many of the McDonald's (laughs) don't have them or they've been closed. Yeah, none of them around here have them. It's very sad. So yeah, we we just happened to be near one um, with some friends and we got lunch there. And like, as soon as I walked in to the play place, (laughs) I was just hit with nostalgia and like this weird feeling of like you're the mom now. Like mm-hmm. you're not the little kid. That would be weird. Weird. You are taking mm-hmm. your kid to the play place. That's really the weird. Like <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah. So that was just kind of hilarious. And then the other thing was that um Hazel had picture day at her ballet studio. So I got to get her all dressed up in her cute little costume and i was like hairspraying her little bun and i was like wow i am a dance a dance mom mom. yeah (laughs) so cute okay i think that wraps it up for this week thanks so much for listening be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website hopculturepod.com we'll also be popping up on instagram throughout the week so follow hopculturepod for more fun see you next week (laughs) 